Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. John Waite of the Babies turning 70 years of age today. That song, Missing You, going number one back in 1984. Welcome, everybody. Monday edition of Oilers Now brought to you by Digitex. I guess John Waite was also in bad English, too, wasn't he? Uh, some have accused this show of often deploying that. This is Oilers Now, where you can buy or lease your next office network printer from the Digitex.ca e-commerce store. Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office IT and supplies. We had a lot to get to. Uh, first of all, we got four guests on today's show. Elliot Friedman, is, uh, it was Canada Day on Monday. Elliot Friedman, or on Friday, so we did not have a show. Elliot's been kind enough to join us. He'll be coming down the pipe at 12.15 today from NHL Hockey on Rogers for Mid-City Construction Management. For Legacy Heating and Cooling, our NHL insider, John Shannon, at 12.35. At 1.05, uh, Craig McTavish. Now, assistant coach of the St. Louis Blues. He spent last year on the Sportsnet Regional Panels with yours truly. And um, uh, it only took a year for me to drive him off and get him back into coaching. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, anyways, Mac T will join us at 105 today. Great opportunity for him to join Craig Berube's staff in St. Louis. And at 135, uh, he is currently in Montreal, Quebec, getting ready for the 2022 NHL entry draft. The Oilers Director of Amateur Scouting, Tyler Wright, will join us. Again, this is Oilers Now. Here's how you get a hold of us. You can reach us on the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline, 780-496-0063. Get charged up for summer. Bring your player's club card to the venue and get free River Cree portable charger. For more info, head to rivercreeresort.com. And we're available on the Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you've always wanted at 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, or head to ashleyfinefloors.com for more information. We're on Twitter, at Oilers Now. You can tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stoffer. Back in the 630 Chet Studios is Brendan Escott, at Brendan with two E's, Escott with two T's. The Edmonton Elks uh, defense helped get it done, and they battled Trey Ford at quarterback. Brendan, uh, big victory for them, so uh, they needed that, and suddenly they're 1-3, and three, and it's a lot better than looking at 0-4. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, well, again, it's a lot easier to preach the process when there's a win in the column, right? So it uh, it was a big stepping stone for them. It's nice to see them turn the keys over to Ford, and it was great to see the response with a lot of pressure on his shoulders too. All right, and their next action is Thursday night? Thursday night, 7 o'clock from the Brickfield. All right, there you have it. Uh, Thursday night is also the night of the NHL draft. Our top story brought to you by Legacy Heating and Cooling. Whether it's heating or cooling you need, get it with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy, legacy heating and cooling. Here's the deal. Uh, it is the NHL draft. The Edmonton Oilers are currently selecting 29th, and then they do not have a second, third, or fourth round pick. Uh, the second rounder went for Kulak. The third rounder went for Duncan Keith. The fourth rounder went for Kulikov a couple of years ago. And bottom line in all of this is uh, we're sitting in a situation here where the uh, – 
the pendulum has swung a bit for the Oilers. And I, I know I tweeted out, uh, you'd be surprised at the degree of response that I got, uh, but I tweeted out this morning hearing that multiple pending UFAs are watching the Evander Kane situation uh, with the Edmonton Oilers closely after what Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisettle did in the playoffs. There is belief that the Oilers are contenders. Now, most players will tell you that there's three things that come into mind in, when making decisions in free agency. Number one, where can you win? Number two, money. And then number three, lifestyle. And with lifestyle, we look to things like tax advantages and pressure in the market and those sort of things. And maybe literally um, weather in the case for some people. Uh, But what I am told here, uh, this is not... This is, you know, working the trap line on the agency front, and it is something that Elliot Friedman will dip into as well when we have him on at 12:15. Is that the Oilers, because of what McDavid and Drysaddle were capable of doing? It has a lot of people interested, and uh, the reality of the situation is Evander Kane was terrific uh, with Edmonton. He scored 35 goals in 58 regular season and playoff games, and we know that Ken Holland, the general manager of the Edmonton Oilers, expressed a desire to try to re-sign Kane. It is my belief that if I was in Dan Milstein's shoes, the agent for Evander Kane, I would try to get the max term and amount of dollars I could. That's just the reality of the situation. Uh, You know, his clients had some financial difficulties along the way. There's a pending grievance with the San Jose Sharks. That might go away if you extend the term length. And so what we have here is, and I'll tell you this right now, Evander Kane's in Edmonton as we speak, or at least he was a couple days ago because he was at the Brick Invitational Tournament. The Oilers, if you're listening to a show called Oilers now on July 4th, it's because you have a vested interest in the hockey team. And the reality of the situation is anybody that watched the Oilers in the playoffs saw the impact that Evander Kane had. A big, physical, tough, top six forward. So did a lot of other teams. So, here's the deal. There are going to be other teams that are potential suitors on Evander Kane, and there are going to be other players that are going to be options that maybe in the past haven't always been options to the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, Because, again, there is a perception that this team could win. And, uh, you know, if somebody really... I always find it interesting because... Case in point, when Ken Holland came from Detroit, we uh, I sat there, we threw to break after we did our very first interview with him, the day Ken Holland was announced, and I looked at him and said, and I quote, Ken, there's a lot more here than you think, right? Because my experience has been that some of the guys that came from Eastern organizations over the years, uh, be it Toronto, Boston, Detroit, some of those individuals were a little bit dismissive as to what was already built in place. And, uh, you know, the Oilers had drafted when Ken Holland uh, came aboard in May of 2019. They drafted Yamamoto and Skinner in 2017. And they had drafted Bouchard and McLeod in 2018. And those guys now have become parts to the uh, pretty important parts carrying forward of the organization so take it one step further if you're really doing your homework on the orders you know they have a plethora of bigger defensemen and i'm not talking guys that are going to play in the top four though broberg will play in the top four down the road but i'm talking about guys like nima linen and day harney that give them a little bit more out of depth long term in the third pairing where you want to keep the price point low so They've got some guys coming. This is going to be interesting to watch, to say the least, uh, for the Edmonton Oilers organization. And again, Kane's going to, if you're the Washington Capitals right now, you don't think Nicholas Backstrom's going to play? 
Maybe you're in on Evander Kane. If you're the Calgary Flames and think that you might lose Matthew Kachuk, and there's conflicting, some people believe that Goodrow's gone and Kachuk's staying. Others believe Goodrow stays and Kachuk ultimately goes to St. Louis. Um, you know what? Maybe you're in on Evander Kane. So we'll have to wait and see how this all plays itself out. There's a lot going on. And uh, again, I do believe 100% that Edmonton's in a completely different position than they've been in the past because of the fact that they did go three rounds in the playoffs and because they're two top players, two of the five best players in the world who went supersonic gin and tonic come playoff times with 33 and 32 points, respectively. That's today's top story brought to you by Legacy Heating and Cooling. Whether it's heating or cooling you need, get it with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a Legacy, Legacy Heating and Cooling. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you on Oilers Now. And we are going to head off to the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline for Mid-City Construction Management, providing you with the highest quality with the most cost-effective solutions in the safest way possible. Visit mid-city.ca. We welcome back to the show one of the most plugged-in men in the business. He penned an excellent 32 thoughts uh, the other night. Came out late. like I think it was like Saturday night at like 10 p.m. Edmonton time. We hook up with Elliot Friedman from NHL Hockey and Rogers. Hello, Elliot. How are you doing? I'm good, Bob. How are you doing? Good. Calm before the storm. Now, let me ask you, are you flying or driving to Montreal? Flying. You are flying. All right. Yeah. Uh, I know several people in the uh, GTA that elected to make the five-hour drive instead of dealing or with... Or took the train. Or took the train, yes. So, uh, first draft I'm going to miss. That's actually been an in-person draft uh, since 2008. I've been at every draft, 9 to 19, so 11 drafts in a row. Also went to seven straight combines in a row. It's different, though. The orders don't pick until 29th, which is a good thing. And frankly, the Elks play that night anyway, so we wouldn't have the first round live. So uh, let's get to it. There's lots going on, including something that you alluded to in your piece pertaining to the Edmonton Oilers. And correct me if I'm wrong here, but are they seen as being a destination for guys that want to win? Is that how I interpreted what you wrote in your 32 thoughts? Yeah, I've had a couple of people say that to me, that, uh, you know, basically the way that the playoffs went for the Oilers, even though it ended, uh, well, I mean, that Colorado team is a steamroller, uh, even though it ended the way it did in the Western Conference Final, I, I think, you know, just the way that, you know, McDavid and Dreisaitl exploded, um, there's there's no question that some players are, are looking at Edmonton a little differently. And we'll see where it goes. If... Uh, it, we'll see where it goes. We'll see if if it helps you, but I've I've heard about the possibility of that. All right, so let's take it one step further. How many pending are uh, UFAs? Uh, and we're talking about guys that might be certainly legitimate top six forwards, as an example, might be watching this whole Evander Kane situation with the Edmonton Oilers of particular interest and thinking, you know what, if I ended up there, I might be able to be a fairly effective offensive forward playing with a couple of those guys as well. Uh, I think that's definitely happened. There, there's there's no question about that. Um, you know, Kane wants term, uh, and uh, that's important to him, and also a, a big number. And uh, for the last I heard, you guys are not really still in a position that you can do that. Um, but I think there's others. Like, you know, one I think one name that's kind of floating around there with you guys potentially looking at is Claude Giroux. And we'll see if there's a fit. Um, it's an interesting one because uh, last year during the season, Colorado wasn't an option he was willing to consider. Hmm. So we'll see if Edmonton is any different. 
but I, I do think that um, uh, I do think he's somebody that's that's potentially on your radar. And then you've got to figure out what you're doing in goal. And uh, I think Jack Campbell is someone who's who's on your radar too. I know in your 32 thoughts you mentioned uh, Ottawa. If Giroux is uh, grew up in, did he not grow up in Orleans? Is that? Uh... Yeah, but he, he's building a house not far from where the Senators are. All right. So uh, you mentioned Ottawa, and others have mentioned Toronto and Montreal. Is this a Canadian thing that's taken place with him? Or I don't know about I don't know about that. I think uh, like I'm sure there's teams in the U.S. that are interested in him too. I, oh, yeah. I have no doubt that that's the case but uh i think one of the things that's going to be interesting is is anyone going to give him term i think that's going to be the question well uh kane's 31 Giroux is 34 right now he's still mm-hmm. unbelievable i mean completely different players right this is a guy that is a dominant face yeah, not man. comparable yeah not, not a comparable mm-hmm. player uh very good analytics still for Giroux, and uh was pretty good in Florida when he went down there. They just The team didn't get the success they were looking for. They ran into another wagon by the name of the Tampa Bay Lightning. Elliot Friedman from NHL Hockey and Rogers. All right, you brought up Jack Campbell. Uh, are the Oilers... Are, let's. i got to start here. Are the Leafs still in on Campbell, or have they elected to punt in that situation? Uh, I, it, it, it's, you know, Bob, I don't like to make absolute statements at this time of year. There's still nine days until free agency and things can change. But put it this way, uh, it looks like they're lining up in punt formation at this point in time. Now, things can always change, but it doesn't look – there have not been – like there have not been many conversations if offers there in quite some time. So, you know, I, I think, uh, I think the Leafs are looking around. I, I think they're looking to see what's out there. Um, and, you know, I, I look, there's a, there's a lot of teams looking for goalies. There's you guys, there's New Jersey, there's Washington. I think Buffalo's still looking for another goalie. Colorado's got to see if they're going to re-sign Kemper. They're going to test the market. Um, you know, I, I think there's a lot of situations out there where teams are, are looking in goal. So um, I, I think... I think what's happening is, you know, technically you're not supposed to talk to anybody. We know that these conversations do occur. And I think teams are trying to figure out, and players too are trying to figure out what the landscape really is. But I I think you're one of the teams that likes Campbell. Are uh, the Ottawa Senators a team to watch uh, in terms of potentially a couple guys moving because they want to step up and improve the team, or do they have a self-imposed cap? No, I, well, I mean, you know, if you heard Pierre Dorian at his media conference at the end of the year, they're not going to be a cap team right now, they don't think. But I do think they're looking to do things. I think they're looking for upgrades on right defense. I think they're looking for upgrades on right wing. Um, you know, I, I think they'd like to move Matt Murray. Um, I, I do think there's a team that asked them if they want to move Murray, they'd have to put the seventh overall pick in it. I don't think that's what Ottawa wants to wow. do. Um, you know, we'll see what happens with that. Um, but I, I, I think they're trying to get better. Like, like I said, I've heard they're looking at right wing and right defense, and we'll see what they can accomplish. Uh, I'm going to circle back to Evander Kane for a second here. Does the fact that San Jose doesn't have a GM yet, does that, I mean, if you could broker something between Edmonton and San Jose, is it more difficult to do without the fact that they've actually got a man in position yet? And what are you hearing on the Sharks GM front? Well, they they say that they can still do their business. 
Um, like I, I've heard, like I, I think it's down to Melon B. Greer and and uh, Ray Whitney, Edmonton guy. Um, if there's someone else there, I'm not aware of them. I believe there was at least one finalist in San Jose last week meeting with ownership. So I think we're getting close. Um, uh, you know, I, I think the thing is, it's such a unique situation, eh? Um, it's such a unique, unique situation, Bob, because, you know, what I wonder if it's going to happen here is if what King gets on, uh, King gets in the market affects where where this 100%. arbitration goes. Like, like, if he gets, like, a big offer and he doesn't want to risk... Hey, um, Paul's a grievance. He doesn't want to risk the arbitrator warning him back to San Jose. Maybe he drops the arbitration. 100%. I don't know. It's hard to say. This has been a very weird one. All right. Uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning. I, I got to tell you, I, I admire uh, Julian Breezebaugh. They are, mm-hmm. I might assert to you, like, he is from a, he's a different breed of manager. Like, there's some guys in the league that want to get along with the other GMs and want to be able to golf and have a glass of wine or whatever. And, and and then there's other guys that are all in all the time. And that trade they orchestrated yesterday, I was just like, wow. I mean, he is, <laughs> he doesn't screw around. It, it, it's It's quite something, isn't it? It is amazing, and I think it's 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 a very hard conversation to have. Um, but you know, like that's the thing. Like this, you know, when people ask, like, you know, why players fight for no trade clauses and things like this, it's because of situations like that, especially in a flat cap world. You know, Ryan McDonough, he at least was able to control where he ended up. Uh, I think there were a couple of other teams there, Bob, not just Nashville, and he picked the best situation he could. Um, but, um, you know, that that's the one thing. Like, I think sometimes one of the toughest things to do is make those kinds of uh, announcements or moves because, you know, people rip you for them. And, you know, sometimes you have no idea how people are going to react. Um, you know, I saw a lot of people saying, good for Julian Brisebois, you have to be ruthless. And I've seen a lot of other situations, Bob, in these same kinds of situations where teams get ripped for being ruthless. Yeah, so you have, you. No, I, you have no idea the way people are going to re- uh, react. And sometimes there's no rhyme or reason to it, but you have to have the courage of your convictions. And obviously, Julian Breezeblad does in his own way. Ryan McDonough did. He made sure he ended up in a place where he wanted to go. And I'll bet you one of the things that's a factor here is that we know Florida is a no-tax state. So is Tennessee. There you go. Uh, are there people nervous about what's going to happen out of this Hockey Canada thing? Oh, yeah. There's, there's no question. And I know some people want answers fast. Um, I don't necessarily think these answers are going to come as fast uh, as people like, but, you know, there's more hearings scheduled for later this month. And, you know, I've asked some of the people involved, will this NHL investigation have teeth? And they seem to think it will. Do we be looking at suspensions? I don't want to guess on this, Bob. Okay. I, I really don't. Yep. I think it, I, I think it's not a smart thing to guess about. I think it's the kind of thing 
that you have to let play out and see where it goes. But like I said, I've uh, you know people have told me they expect the NHL investigation to have teeth. Yeah, absolutely. All right, one final one for you. Um, how much movement occurs? And is there any possibility? Can the Canadians get it? Like, could Montreal end up drafting one or two? What about New Jersey? Are they moving that pick? What do you think transpires here? With the first couple of picks I, in the draft. I do think Montreal's trying to get another high pick. There's no question about that. I think Arizona, which is picking 327 and 31, is also trying to get another high pick. Hmm. Um, and New Jersey, I mean, I've heard a lot. I've, they're de- like, I, I wonder, like, uh, I really wonder, like, I think Philly is trying to get to Brinkett. And I wonder if Chicago's waiting to see what New Jersey's going to do with two. Wow. Um, I've heard New Jersey will, I like they're, they're open to moving it, but it's been 21 years since the two pick was moved. So I think New Jersey's got a lot of options. They trade it, they trade down, they take the pick. And I think in a lot of ways, the draft starts at two. I don't think Montreal's moving that pick and we'll see what Jersey does. Are they taking Shane Wright number one? If I had, you know, it's, I, I, I think they've done a really good job of hiding their intentions if I had to lean, I would lean that way, but it's not a confident lean. I think Shane Wright, Bob, really got hurt by Me too. the last two years. Me too. Like, just, he didn't get a chance to play as much as some other guys did. And, um, I, I, you know, look, it's it, like there were a lot of people hurt by the last two years. Um, I, I think, unfortunately, for Wright, that was a. That was a factor for him. Elliot, much appreciate that you squeezed us in today. Have a, a safe trip into Montreal. Yeah, and we'll see. Thanks, Bob. And we'll see about the timing for Friday. The uh, the draft starts at 9 a.m. your time on Friday. So we'll just see. We'll just play it by ear. If I have to come on maybe a bit later in the show, I'll do that. Awesome. Much appreciated. Thank you very much. From NHL Take Hockey care, Rogers, thanks, thanks again, Elliot. That's Elliot Freeman, one of the most plugged-in men in the business for Mid-City Construction Management, providing you with the highest quality, most cost-effective solutions in the safest way possible. Visit mid-city.ca. Off to a global news weather traffic update today with Eileen Bell and back with her NHL insider John Shannon. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.